Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Rory Heaton. Today we're going to carry on our journey through uh, the Bible. So we've been through Genesis and uh, we've just started in Exodus as well. And we're going to jump f- forward a few chapters now in Exodus. And we're going to arrive at Exodus chapter 12. And here we find the Israelites um, are still in Egypt under Pharaoh's rule. And God has sent plague after plague onto Egypt. In fact, at the moment that we're going to find ourselves in the passage this morning, there's already been nine plagues. And we see just at the end of Exodus chapter 11, God says to Moses that he's going to send one more plague, the plague of the firstborn. And at the start of Exodus chapter 11, God says this. He says, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. But then uh, just before we see this plague actually arrive at the end of chapter 11, um, we read this. It says, Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's hearts. He would not let the Israelites go out of his country. Why might this be? Why would God promise to Moses that Pharaoh would let the Israelites go free and yet then harden his heart and stop him from releasing the Israelites? Well, what we're going to see today as we look at Exodus 12 and the Passover is that this first Passover was a foretaste of God's judgment and God's salvation for all people. And there's so much that we could talk about with uh, the Passover, but we're going to focus in on God's judgment and God's salvation now. And we see that integral to God's judgment and God's salvation is actually my favourite meal of all time, roast lamb. Um, For me, it's super nostalgic. Uh, Growing up, um, my mum and dad would cook it for Sunday lunch on special occasions. Um, It would be slow roasted to perfection and it would fall off the bone and be covered in lovely herbs and rosemary and garlic and all that kind of stuff. And and here at the Passover, um, we'll see that God has some very specific instructions, um, some of them about cooking lamb. Um, So I'm going to quickly just talk through the first few verses, um, and then we'll come to um, two verses that we're going to look at in a bit more detail um, this morning. So the first um, 11 verses of Exodus 12, God says to Moses and Aaron that on the 10th day of the month, um, every Israelite household needs to take a one-year-old lamb. And then four days later, on the 14th day of the month, Everyone must kill that lamb at twilight and take some of the blood and smear it on the door frames and then not leave their homes. That same night, they've got to roast the whole lamb, really specific there, roast it, not boil it or eat it raw, with bitter herbs and have it with some bread made without yeast. And then they've either got to eat all of it and uh, make sure they don't leave any over. And if they can't eat it all, they've got to burn the leftovers. Um, And then they must eat... Um, All of this in a specific way with their cloaks tucked into their belts, with their sandals on their feet and their staffs in their hand. Now, really strange, but very precise instructions from God. Nothing but the finest lamb uh, for the Israelites. And then God says um, in the next verse, he says this. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. 
this blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. So this is what God promises to do. Judgment is coming to Egypt, God's judgment. And yet there will be salvation for the Israelites when they take shelter within the sacrifice and blood of a lamb. And that's exactly what we see happen throughout Exodus chapter 12. Exactly as God uh, describes the plague, um, the plague comes and it sweeps through Egypt. Now, I wonder if this sounds a bit familiar for us too, not necessarily this plague, but um, we believe there is a coming day when God's judgment will come and sweep through the earth. And only those who take shelter in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, will be saved. And as I was looking at this passage, um, I found um, four um, really helpful points that John Stott um, gives about what we can learn um, from this plague at Passover. So here are some. <laughs> so we've got um, number one, God is both our judge and our saviour. Uh, we see at Passover that he is the one who comes to judge and save at the same time. He brought judgment on those who were not trusting in the blood of the lamb. And at the same moment, he brought salvation to those who took shelter under the blood. So he is both judge and savior. And the second, um, that salvation is by substitution. At Passover, God saves the houses where a lamb has been sacrificed instead of the firstborn. And thirdly, the blood of the lamb is divine provision for individual appropriation. So what that means is um, the blood of the lamb was that divine provision. And it meant that each individual household um, who had it on their door frames would be saved. So it's one provision of the blood of the lamb for each individual household. And then fourthly, that each person saved by God is purchased for God. God saved the Israelite families, his people, and then they gave their lives to him. So we see God's reasons for hardening Pharaoh's heart here, rather than letting um, Pharaoh set the Israelites free and letting them think that they could find their own freedom. God proves that his judgment is powerful and that their salvation is only in his hands and his hands only. Definitely not within their own power, not within Pharaoh's power. God shows that the Israelites, the Israelites, that salvation can only be found in him. Now, these four truths are the same for us today. The first Passover is a, a foretaste of the ultimate Passover for each one of us in Jesus Christ. So let's just quickly apply these four points to us as well. So the first one, um, God is both our judge and saviour today, just as he was at the first Passover. And the second, our salvation is by Jesus taking our place. As J.G. said on Sunday, the essence of salvation is God substituting himself for us in Jesus at the cross. And thirdly, Jesus's blood is the divine provision for each one of us as individuals. Jesus's death was that once for all sacrifice for our salvation and an open invitation for each one of us to receive and respond to. And then fourthly, our salvation leads to a life of worship. Because of the price Jesus paid for us, we live for him. We are purchased by God for God to live a life in devotion to him, following him, trusting him, loving him, being his hands and feet here on earth. So let us worship God in everything we do. 
whatever your day looks like today. Let us know that we have been saved by God, by that, um, by Jesus taking our place at the cross. And let us live, um, live as we have been purchased by God, worshipping God in all, all of our day, in everything that we do, because of what he has done for us in Jesus. Amen. On HCC Daily this morning, we prayed in awe at our God, who is both judge and saviour. We prayed in thankfulness to God for our salvation. And we prayed that others would come to know salvation in Jesus. And we prayed particularly for our guests at the Breakfast Club and at Alpha, both happening today.